And this is episode 138 of the TV Lost Video Game Podcast, available at tvlost.net. Uh, today we do not have Mr. Chris Dunn. He's in a, he's in a gaming funk. He hasn't been playing games, so uh, he's not on the show today. He's been playing threes on iOS. I'll let him talk about that when he comes back. But I know he's been playing threes because he keeps talking about it. Well, that seems good enough. Uh, well, that's what I'd say because threes is awesome. Like, I mean, I've been playing, but I haven't I haven't talked about it, but. I think he just doesn't like us anymore. I think that's what he, yeah, he's like, podcaster Crate and Barrel. (laughs) (sighs) Crate and Barrel, I guess. What does Crate and Barrel sell, by the way? Because in my head, I'm just picturing like this old timey Western store with like, I don't know, sawdust all over the floor. And they're just sell crates and barrels and maybe some like chicken feed. (laughs) It's not a Cracker Barrel. It's a. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, no, um, I pass by one every single time I go to the Providence Place Mall. Uh, it's, uh, I, I want to say it's almost like Pier 1. Are you familiar with that? Like, just, like, doodaddy furniture and shit? They're just, like, is that, uh, have I been in a Pier 1? Is it, like, Home Goods? Is that another store? And Yeah, but Home Goods, I think, is sort of, like, TJ Maxx and stuff for, like... Uh, like what, those stores, oh, I mean, those stores, they just, like, throw, like, everything everywhere, and there's, like, no rhyme or reason to the store. Well, right, because those stores, I mean, I think what, what stores like that do is uh, they take stuff from, like, bigger stores that are, like, it's, like, overstock or stuff that's out of season, and then they just kind of toss it up on shelves. And okay. so it's, like, you know, it's, like, name brand stuff, but, I mean, it's, like, the overrun is the stuff that, like, the big stores didn't want anymore. <laughs> And so that's what, like, I think, what, like, Home Goods, like, TG Maxx, like, Marshalls and stuff, like, that's that's where they get their merchandise. Um, I, I guess you, I mean, I guess you can compare Crate and Barrel to, like, Home Goods in the sense, like, it has stuff for your home, but it's <laughs> it's it's not, like, you don't, you don't feel like you're in Goodwill. Okay, so it's not, it's actually, like, organized and probably not yeah. overstock stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just a, still a bunch of doodads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want some weird shelving for your wall in this weird sconce? Go for it. That's that crate and barrel. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to the past week? How you been? I've been all right, I guess. I, mean, I haven't been like these weeks seem to be going by really fast. Ever since we started recording again, I feel like holy shit, it's already uh, the weekend. It's time to record again. Um, so and I prepared nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I I never prepare. I know. I, I know. I haven't prepared shit since, like, episode 10. (laughs) And that's all right by me. Uh, I don't know. I tried to catch tadpoles yesterday with, like, my little niece. Um, That didn't go well. There weren't – they were, like, hanging out in the middle of this damn, like, creek where you can't reach them, you know? I just run out there and snag their ass. How deep is this creek? uh, Very shallow, but the water's kind of gross. Okay, yeah, I guess you don't want to do that. Yeah, like, I honestly don't know how these things lived. Um, that's my entire week. That's it. I tried to catch tadpoles yesterday. Yeah, I used to do that. Actually, actually, I was supposed to talk about, um, free games that I probably got from Amazon. You were supposed to talk about free games? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned this on Twitter and you didn't want to... I did mention this on Twitter. Okay, 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 okay. Well, what is this about? Because is is there something you can pass along to me? It is not. It's not. It seems to be, like, just a huge fluke in the system, but I got a couple of games in the mail, um... I think around Friday or something. It was just like a Capcom Classics Collection and SNK Arcade. It was a couple of arcade compilation games. That's always good to have. Yeah. So I got a couple of those. And then that same day later on, I checked my email. And I had an email from Amazon saying, like, your uh, refund is being processed and should be debited to your account soon. I was like, what? And then I checked, like, an older email. And 
and it was also from Amazon, and said, uh, we were notified by the shipper that your items were damaged during shipping, and normally we would send out replacements, but instead we're offering you a refund. And I went, these games I have in my hand right now that are perfectly fine? (laughs) (laughs) All right, if you want to refund me for those, whatever. So I I guess USPS notified Amazon that they were damaged, even though everything was fine, and I got the mail fine, and... I guess right now I'm just waiting for the uh, ref- refund to actually be uh, credited to my account, and I got a couple games for free. Wow! If everything goes through, a- Amazon's usually on top of stuff like that. I um, I used to place like like big orders. I just like every once in a while I'd spend like eighty bucks to buy a bunch of books and video games and whatever, a couple of you know Ghibli movies, and have them all tossed into a single box. And I just mm-hmm. get a, I get a big present, and it was always fun. And um, one time, the box was, like, way outside of their shipping date. And usually you get it before they tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, like their shipping dates are, like, CYA. Usually you get it before the the, uh, the end of that uh, period. But this was, like, way outside. This was, like, a couple weeks, I think, outside. And I, so I call him up. I'm like, uh, this isn't here. Dude's like, no problem. We'll just send out a new one. Like, no questions asked. He's like, just pff, send out a whole new $80 <laughs> box of shit. And then I ended up getting both of them. Um, I, 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 I sent it back. Like, I didn't, I didn't keep... Both of them, because, uh-huh. because um, I thought I just thought it was really rad that this guy was like just super helpful and just send out another, no questions asked, send another box. So I, I sent it back. I ended up getting both of them. I sent I sent it back, but you know, Amazon's usually on top of stuff like that. Yep, yep. But I mean, I've seen people get like a duplicate items a couple times, but the whole refund, even though I got the items thing, is weird. Mm. No, and they said they were notified by the shipper, so I think it would have to be USPS is who noti- USPS who notified Amazon. Well, well, no, because USPS is the courier. The shipper would be was it from a private seller? Um, it, it, yeah, it, it might, it was, uh, maybe it the was pri- a private seller, but shipped by Amazon. Right, so maybe, so maybe, right, so maybe the private seller informed Amazon like, oh shit, we 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 sent out broken stuff. <laughs> It was two different sellers, though, for each of the games. Hmm, interesting. So maybe it was the courier. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You get free games. It's like forty game, forty dollars. That <laughs> I'm getting getting back. So whatever. Whatever. Um, me. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, my girlfriend. And you I, actually, you actually caught tadpoles. I did. Well, when I was younger, yeah, I caught tadpoles oh, okay. with my grandfather. Um, <laughs> no, we, cl- we we cleaned out my game closet. Uh, it's, uh, it took several hours. I think we started at like three yesterday, something like that. And Mm -hmm. we took a break for dinner, but I don't think we stopped until like 10 or like 11. And and it's it's crazy. My game closet's like, it's like those springy snakes inside of a fake can of peanuts. Like (laughs) how did that snake fit in there? That's just a small can of peanuts. And like, that's what the collection is like. So I have a storage unit uh, on site. Uh, luckily, my apartment is right across from the elevator, and the storage unit is on the first floor, and it's just like a door down from the elevator. So um, a lot of stuff went down there. Um, a lot of, like, systems and merchandise, you know, music rhythm instruments, uh, shit like that went down there. But, like, I have a ton of, of boxes. Like, I mean, I have, like, the, the big mega editions for Gears 3... Halo Reach and Saints Row 4. I mean, those are three giant boxes, like, right there. Um, but not to mention, like, all the other special editions, like Tales of Zillia. I mean, that's not, like, a huge box, but it's, it's big enough. It's, it's of significant size. Um, 
But then a lot of like empty system boxes. You know, I don't want to throw the boxes away. You know, somebody, what do you do? It's like I literally just have empty cardboard boxes in my closet. So uh, we put those, I mean, just stacked. Oh my God, just huge Tetris stack full of shit in my storage unit. And then my, and then my closet, it's not like it's like things aren't on shelves. Um, it's not like it's like I can go and like, oh, here's this game. Like I have six like giant like plastic trunks full of games in there. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, they're, they're stacked too high, so there's, like, three rows and then stacked too high. So, I mean, everything's, like, easily accessible. It's all stuff that I would want to get at, you know, rather than... I mean, so, like, okay, cool, yeah, I have a ColecoVision. I never play that shit. That's in the storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm kind of happy because, like, all my systems are out. They're on the shelf now that used to be occupied by empty boxes. And all the games are... You know, I could probably get it just about any game I own within five minutes, which... You know, is not ideal, but I mean, it's better than it's better than the shithole it was before. Uh-huh. And, and so I'm kind of excited because I because I haven't been collecting retro games because I haven't been able to like catalog them and put them away. I haven't been playing them. I haven't been making videos about them either. So I'm kind of jazzed now that I can do all that. And and it was kind of fun because my girlfriend was you know asking questions and humoring me when I was rattling off like facts and stuff. She's she seemed interested in what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. She, she, no, she's actually interested, and um, and uh, uh, she's. I'm just like we're we're playing everything in this closet. I hope you understand. She's like, I'm down. So, God, I hate, I hate keeping boxes, and I do it because I know they're fucking worth money. Right, right. I have like, <laughs> I just, I don't. Why do I have my Xboxes, my original Xboxes box? I don't know why. I just fucking do. I say, like, I have all the Skylanders boxes. They come in these stupid boxes. These fucking thing. Why do I have these? <laughs> and to do the same, like, I had the, like, the hallway closet just full of, of boxes, special edition boxes and game systems boxes and everything. I had to put them all in uh, plastic bins and throw them out in the, in the storage shed yeah, out re- by the side of the house. I removed all the games from their special edition boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is kind of frustrating in a sense because now you look at it as like a single game is like consuming two two areas now. Now I have like the big special edition box, and now I have like a game case like on a shelf or or something. And that's but there's just no way around that, you know. Yep. But no, I mean, I'm overall I'm happy. I'm happy because now I can get at my stuff and I can I can do the videos that I've been holding back doing. Like, I mean, I'm sure you don't watch my videos because you don't give a fuck. But no, I don't. Um. <laughs> I take I take no offense to that it's fine. Um, I've, I've watched a few. I've, I've watched them every once in a while. Well, I appreciate that. Um, but I have a series called Context Matters, which I really enjoy doing. It doesn't get a ton of views, but the people that watch it like really really enjoy it, which means a lot to me because it's it's something I put a lot of effort into. But I haven't been able to do any of those since like I think the last one I did was like December because I just can't get any of my older games. It's, you know, it's about the memories associated with older games. I just I can't get them out to get the footage. Uh-huh. And that's been that's been kind of frustrating. Um, oh my god, we're going through all this. Sh- I thought I lost that fucking little cable that goes from the 32x to the Genesis. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> uh. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, oh my god, and I-, I was, oh my god, I was, where the fuck is this cable? I think someone else packed it up when I was moving. I think my friend Chris packed. Like he was just like, let's get this game room, just bulldoze everything into a box. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I better not be missing this cable. 
And then I'm like, and then I was like, yes, I found it. <laughs> I was so excited. God, fucking Genesis was a mess. That's, oh, that that fucking Frankenstein thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that was the highlight of my, I'm just, I'm just super pumped that I can get at my games now. That's, you know, I've lived, I've lived in this apartment for like a while and just everything's just been piled in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed. I need to, I need to get another a plastic bin and cause I have like, now I just have a stack of like special edition boxes in my bedroom at this point from just stuff I bought recently. And it's just ridiculous. It's like, and it's like, I love getting the special editions as a collector, and they're actually kind of like a lot of them are kind of worthless. Like he's like this, this should be three fifty on Amazon, like <laughs> like two weeks later. But I mean, I like yeah. getting them, but it just it just take up ridiculous. I mean, when I saw that shit piled up in the storage, I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers take up a lot of space. This is you. not practical. I'm glad I got that Tales of Zillia statue. I don't know, <laughs> like <I'm> just... <laughs> that's I have like the Metal Gear Solid. No, Metal Gear Rising, uh, you have the stupid, lava, lava lamp, <laughs> plasma lamp, whatever. Yeah. Then on, to- on top of that is Tales of Zillia, special collector's edition. On top of that's Nino Kuni. On top of that's Tales of Symphonia, Chronicles, special t- edition. It's I'm, like a fucking tower over there. I'm jealous of that, that Symphonia one. I, I had that pre-ordered, but I, I, was in a, I was not in a position to pay for it. So I gave, yeah. the, I gave the pre-order to my sister. So someone got it, but... That's good. A little jelly. Um, so yeah, that's me. Um... Yeah, before we get into the swing of things, uh, I want to talk about the the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. You Can you you weren't that thrilled by it, were you? No, I uh, I hate the look of the turtles, and I hate Megan Fox. I hate that Megan Fox is April O'Neil like a lot. I don't like that. I do not think she is well suited. I mean, she's not. Well, she doesn't seem smart enough to be April O'Neil. I don't know. <laughs> And I think, and I think, I, I feel like April O'Neil's a bit plainer looking, and I, I think the character's better for that. Like, oh, here's the hot reporter. Like, yeah, I, she's yeah. I, I, I don't. don't she, she's she doesn't fit the type. I don't think so. I feel like April O'Neil was much was a much plainer person, and I feel like the the character is better for. That. I mean, that was sort of like the whole point. You mm-hmm. know, here's this remarkable per- looking person caught up in a remarkable circumstance. Like, bleh. yeah, no, uh, I, I did it. I don't hate it like a lot though. It's. I just. I only kind of hate it. And I think for a lot of people, that's the best they can expect from that trailer. Yeah. I don't mind it. I mean, here's the thing: the comic book was started as a parody. It wasn't serious business. The cartoon was designed to sell toys. The movie, the original movie, was that was it was pretty good, but it was pretty goofy too. It's. I, I love that movie. It's goofy, but God, it's no, no. I agree. I mean, it's I love a good it too. Movie. It's I'm a good not. Movie. I'm not disparaging the movie. I like it too. I really enjoy it. Um, but I mean, there's just like the, you know, there are a lot of people that like, this isn't Ninja Turtles. I'm like, what? It, it's, it's an, it's, it's an engine that's drive toy sales, man. That's, that's all it ever was after the comic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's all this is like, come on, man. Like, this is not high art. It's Ninja Turtles. You know, I, I don't blame people for not digging the, you know, the casting or the look of the turtles. I man that's all good and well, but man, there's so vitriol. There's that, that, there's a lot of destruction in that trailer though. I'm like, it opens, God. it opens with an explosion. There's an explosion, buildings falling over. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, it's Michael Bay's production company. That's what they specialize in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That that's, that makes me a little uncomfortable um, because it, it, it makes the story a bit more grandiose, especially if this is like an origin story, which is what it seems like it is. You know, 
I, I don't like this, like, uh, attention-grabbing shit. I, I feel like, I mean, it's only a trailer. I've seen the movie, obviously, but I feel like it detracts from the simpler story of, like, the origin of the turtles, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Shredder's a white dude. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. That's, that, why would you do that? I don't know. You know, it's Splinter's not in the trailer, is he? I didn't, unless he's a human, unless he's also a white Caucasian guy, <laughs> unless he's Job from Arrested Development. Oh, God, I like, Job pops up for, like, literally half a second. I'm like, why the fuck was Job there? I know. <laughs> illusions, Michelangelo. <laughs> They're illusions, Michelangelo. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I like the way the turtles behaved in, in the brief seconds we saw them actually doing stuff. Yeah, the... the- they like think they were having fun, like when he smashed. Yeah, the couple times, like when when Donnie likes flings, uh, who was it, Raph with his like bow, bow staff yeah. on the on the mountain. I like that interaction, and then Mikey interacting with April at the end was good right, too. Right. So that's why I did it. That's why I didn't hate the movie. I, I think that this could be okay. Or the trailer, anyway. Yeah, I think this could be okay. I don't know. Um, I'm willing to wait and see. I'm, I'm glad they backed down from making them like aliens and shit like that. So yeah originally where apparently the movie was going well i think that was i don't know that could have been missed because art they're not aliens but they were created by aliens it's yeah well what isn't the original isn't the original comic craig uh wasn't the ooze that like dripped on them a parody of like the exact same ooze that had got on uh daredevil from marvel comics I, i i don't know for sure I don't know. I think but it's something like but that. But I mean, like, Krang's race or whatever, were they Utroms, Ultrom, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my understanding is they created the ooze, and they, was it TGRI, TCRI, or whatever? That, that company was, like, an Ultrom front or something like that. And I don't know. I don't know if they're going to incorporate that. I think that was, the, that was actually going to be incorporated in Secret of the Ooze, but they left it out because it was just too weird. And I think audiences would go for it. The Secret of the Ooze was a lot better when I was a kid. Oh yeah, no, it's um it's way goofier. It's way 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 goofier than It doesn't hold, like I remember liking the movie and then I watched it again, I don't know, like a couple years ago and I was like, "Huh, I remember this being better." Yeah. I've only seen the third one once, and that's that's enough for me. Yeah, I've watched the third one once when I was probably like 14 even, and I was like, this is stupid. This is stupid. There's that TV show with like Venus de Milo or whatever like <laughs> <laughs> the, the female turtle that had like, like shell breasts. That yeah, was, she had she had boobs somehow. Weird, weird, yeah, weird boobs. Um, that the the I really want to see that CGI movie again because I saw it once. I saw uh, it in theaters and I loved it. I think I saw it in theaters too, and I really really enjoyed it. They did a lot of things well, especially like the uh, conflict between like Raph and Leo. I think that was handled so well. Yeah, the fight scene on the roof was, I remember being really damn good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm referring to. I just, um, I think a lot of people wrote that off because it, it looked like a cash-in, just like cartoon movie. But that was actually, I think that might be my favorite Turtles, but I'll have to see it again. But I think that might be my favorite interpretation of the Turtles. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. And it, like, continued off from the from the older movies, like uh, Shredder was still dead and everything. Yeah, yeah, they had, uh, I think it was sort of like, it referenced it almost, but I don't. They didn't really continue off from it, but there was sort of, like, nods to them. Yeah, yeah. But, 
no, I, I, I'm kind of interested in seeing how this movie plays out. It, I, I'm just looking at it as an adaptation. I mean, the cartoon wasn't like the comics. The movie wasn't like the comic. They're just different adaptations, and I'm just the willing... The cartoon was really bad, by the, the way. The cartoon was fucking awful. It was it was really good when I was a kid, but holy crap, it was it's, it's a really bad cartoon. Yeah, it's tough to go back to. Um... But, no, nah, I'm willing to take in a new interpretation. I don't know why. It's just so weird seeing, like, grown-ass men being like, <laughs> Is it that weird? Is it? I guess not. I guess because I'm so used to it, but... You see it like, uh, This is not the G.I. Joe I grew up with. This is not the Transformers I grew up with. <laughs> why is everybody Admiral Akbar? <laughs> Concentrate your fire on that Super Star Destroyer! <laughs> oh, God. That's good. Um, but all right. no, I'll probably end up... I don't know. I, you're you're going to see it. You're going to see it. I can't even go by reviews, because I remember the, the CGI movie had, like, really bad reviews as well, and I like yeah. that movie a yeah. lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, go see it with an open mind. You know you're going to go see it. Give, give, give it a shot. You might like <sighs> it. You might... Or just hate it. Just not hate it as much as you think you might. Yeah. Um... I, uh, so let's talk about some video games here. Uh, Facebook bought Oculus Rift, as I'm sure many They did. Um, for $5 trillion. I think it was $2 billion. It's very close. Oh, That's, you're, you're close. I mean, I think I can say I, I, well, I think once you're over a billion, like, the numbers aren't even real anymore. So <laughs> it's, it's, just... fake, it's just stock options. Like, who the fuck knows? Yep. Um, I had no opinion on this once it... I was like, oh, okay. Um, but a lot of people went ape shit. Uh... Now, what puts a wrinkle in it... Actually, it really doesn't put a wrinkle in it. I, I still think people are being whiners. But Oculus Rift, for those that don't know, is a VR headset. It's not commercially available yet, but there are a lot of, like, dev kits out there. People, you know, people are using it at home. Um, it was kickstarted. And it made a ton of money. It had a lot of backers. And so people who kickstarted are now upset that something they kickstarted is now being bought by a major corporation... But you're not promised anything with the Kickstarter. The only thing you're, you are told you're going to get is uh, a reward and that this idea is going to come to fruition. That doesn't always happen either. But that's the ideally, that's the only thing you get out of it. There's no guarantee that like it's not going to be bought by Facebook. Was it, did you see that anywhere in the Kickstarter page? I mean, I didn't. So I don't understand what the fucking... Pro- you're not guaranteed anything after that. If you got your reward... And if this thing is coming out, you got exactly what you were told you're going to get. After that, you don't have any say. You're not an investor. That's the problem. People think that, I mean, you can use the word investor like loosely when speaking about Kickstarter, but you're not an investor. You have no stake. Uh, you're, not, you're not making any money. No, you have from... no stake. Yeah. This is not your thing. That's not how Kickstarter works. And people shouldn't look at it like that. So they're just kind of butthurt. I, honestly, like they're going to be like, well, Facebook's going to... Fa- I don't think Facebook has any intention of doing anything with it um, in terms of... In ter- other than making money off of it. Or... Because like now what Facebook can do, because now they own it, now they have access to the technology, whatever they might want to do with that in the future, I don't know. And they also have an, a, a new revenue stream, potential revenue stream. I mean, I think it's a lot like Instagram. Instagram is still Instagram. Like, it's not, like, rebranded. It's not like, welcome to Facebookagram, you know? It's still Instagram. They bought What's what, WhatsApp. I, I don't think they have any intention of changing that. It's just now they have access to new technologies, and 
new revenue streams. And I think that's just what Oculus is. I think they just saw that and go, okay, cool. We're going to buy that because we can. Plus, in the Oculus dude's uh, defense, picture somebody offering you $2 billion. I know. Just, just think for, about that for, for anything. For, 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 I want to buy your goggles. Hey, go go for it, man. Yeah, two, $2 billion, Sure, whatever. Do you want my house? I don't. Right. Like, I don't. It's, that's not money you turn down, I think. No. And, and I don't. Like I said, I can't say for sure. I mean, it might come out. It might be called the, the, the Facebookist Rift. Who knows? Probably not. I don't think Facebook intends to do that. No, it's, it, it, it's probably going to be Oculus is still going to be semi-autonomous. Is my guess. pretty sure they've had like five press releases just assuring everybody that everything's going to stay the same. I, I you know, th- with the sort of people that are involved with it, I I almost feel like they wouldn't sell unless they had that level of control over it still. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm thinking they're too altruistic. I don't know, but I, I I feel like the sort of people that are involved would not do that unless they still retain some level of c- control over the project. I don't think this is a thing. I had I didn't say anything about it on Twitter. I just look at it and go, oh, okay. I don't think this is going to be a thing at all. I don't think who but cares. It does make some, for some good comedy material. So I don't blame everybody for jumping on that. Yeah, yeah, I guess that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the next round of Sega 3D Classics that are coming out in Japan. Um, uh, Fantasy Zone and Afterburner 2, I believe, were announced already. Um, we don't have them here. For those that don't know, Afterburner 2 and Fantasy Zone are going to be... Uh, Sega 3D Classics on the 3DS eShop. Uh, but now OutRun has been added to that roster as well, which is awesome. I am looking forward to all three of those, really, but OutRun in particular. I think that would look did terrific. They, did they do the first Afterburner as a 3D Classic, or did they just skip straight to two? They probably skipped right to two. Nobody ever plays, nobody ever like talks about Afterburner 1. It's always Afterburner 2. Yeah. And I don't blame them, really. I don't I just... Hmm. Yeah, like the, the the only Afterburner one I've played is on Master System, which I'm sure is not the best version of that game. Right. Um, but so I just wanted to like be able to chance to play um, the arcade version of it. Gotcha. Well, but. no, this is this sounds like a, another great set of games. I'm I, I hope it comes out here. I hope the other set of Sega 3D Classics did well enough for these to to be localized because these are fantastic. I mean, what, what do they cost? Six, seven dollars, something like that. They they look terrific on the 3ds. The 3 the 3D is great. There's tons of options. These are these are really terrific. I mean, Alter Beast is a piece of shit no matter what <laughs> form it's in. But everything. I mean, that's literally the other one I don't own. I'm like fuck Alter Beast. But um, I own all the other ones, and I plan on getting these three if they come out here. So um, these are terrific. I, I still haven't bought a single one, and I feel awful about what? That. Uh, how can you what really? I don't. Yeah, they're but... so well done. It's it's just one of those things where like. Okay, fine, Sega. Don't localize Yakuza. See how I... <laughs> Whatever. I own, I own most of these games already, and I just can't picture me sitting down and having the time to actually play them. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that's fine. But I just... I don't know. It's just something that Sega's done that's really awesome, and they're not not—they're not doing a whole lot of awesome things these days. So, I don't know. I, I, I support it, and I enjoy the games. I'm not just buying them and leaving them. Okay, cool. You got my... No, I actually do enjoy them, so there's uh-huh. that. Um, but I think that's about all we have for news. Um, so we can move on to the mailbag. Uh, if you guys want to get involved with the mailbag, it's teamulus.net. There's a big banner. It says mailbag. Can't fucking miss it. And always at the top. That's always at the top. It doesn't move. And you can leave a comment there and it could be a question. It could be talking about a game you're playing lately, an observation, whatever. And we will read it on the air. A couple of these were actually from last week. 
and um, they weren't they were like caught in spam or something like that. So uh, we'll do we'll do those as well. So if you submitted something last week, you're like, why the fuck they didn't read it? What a bunch of dicks. Um, that's why we'll we'll do it now. Uh, so first up, we have the stump next. Who asks, what is your favorite game that might seem like shovelware? Ours is Redneck Jamboree. Calvin Tucker's. Calvin Redneck. Tucker's, yeah. This looks awful, just looking at the cover of this game. I'm looking at the cover of this game, and this looks terrible. I am so glad I don't have to deal with the, the fucking stumpnecks anymore. What is it? 12 Redneck-inspired events. I don't understand. What? Like, dating your cousin? <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> Uh, that's probably one of the games in there, yeah. Calling out sick when you really would just want to lay at home and drink a beer. <laughs> Making moonshine. <laughs> um, my favorite game that might seem like shovelware. I'm sure there's some, there's, there's, you know, there's probably a couple Wii games that are along those lines. I don't know about favorite, but there's a couple Wii games that seem like shovelware that are actually pretty good, but, um, Debbie Premonition, maybe? <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, guess, I haven't played that game, but... You probably own it, don't you? No, I don't. I oh, don't you don't even know? It. Oh, okay. That's probably... Did, did they have, like, freaking Oscar-winning actors doing voice work in that game, though? I don't know. I can't remember. I think they have, a uh... God, what's his name? He plays Koopa in the Super Mario Bros. movie. Dennis Hopper? Dennis Koopa, yeah. Dennis Koopa! <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he, like, do a voice in there? And Billy Bob Thornton as well? I think that's that's Deadly Creatures on the Wii. Oh, right. Is that what we're not talking about? De- Deadly Premonition. The... <laughs> I'm, like, I'm done. That's what you're thinking about. The, you're... We're talking about the sweary game. I thought we were talking about the game where you're like a... You're scorpion. Yeah, you're thinking about this bug game on the Wii, which I, I still have yet to play. I actually want to try that. But yeah, no, we're not talking about Deadly Creatures. We're talking about Deadly Premonition. I don't know why my brain went there. That was <laughs> so weird. Yeah. It took, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, but that game does uh, have Dennis Hopper and Billy Bob Thornton in it, yes. Oh, that's funny, because I do own Deadly Premonition, actually. I kind of <laughs> wish they were playing the, the parts of the, the scorpion and the spider, but they're not. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, God. I'm Dennis Hopper. I'm a scorpion. <laughs> what do you even sound? Why would that be a line in the game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider is the scorpion. Oh, no, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Knickknack says, first off, dog, I want to say that it's nice to see I the podcast. I didn't get to answer the question. You don't have an answer. You don't even... I have an answer. Okay, go. My answer is Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. What the... Mm, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. It's so, like, cheaply produced. It, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is shovelware. I, I literally got that out of, like, a bin of $5 games. Probably at Best so, Buy, huh? It was at Best Buy, yeah. Yeah, Best Buy, yeah, Best Buy had it in its junk bin for a while. And, but, again, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I heard it was actually pretty decent. Nah, it's pretty crappy, no, but it's funny. <laughs> if you like the cartoon, if you like the cartoon that was on Adult Swim, then it's like three new episodes of that cartoon is basically what you're getting in there. That's pretty cool. So it's good for that. Uh, Nick Dack says, first off, dog, I want to say it's nice to see the podcast back, and I hope you're doing well, Craig. Like hearing about what happened for the past few weeks, some scary shit. Um... But uh, anyway, for this week's podcast, I have one simple yet serious question for you guys. NSYNC are the Backstreet Boys. As the fellow listeners would say, keep up the awesome. Listen, Backstreet Boys have everybody, and they automatically win. That's it. Done. Game over. What's, what are the, which one sings bye, 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 baby, bye, bye, bye? NSYNC. 
Which one's thinks Backstreet Boys are back? Backstreet's back. I would probably be the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Backstreet, Backstreet's back. All that, right. That, that's everybody. They're, they're the exact same fucking band to me. Then I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. Who cares? Who Backstreet, cares? I, I love everybody. Like, I, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I've done that at karaoke. Do you know whichever one has Justin Timberlake? Because that dude's funny. See, that's the thing. Like, that's that's. Where, I think the Backstreet Boys probably have like. I mean, they also have like Larger Than Life. Like, that's a fun '90s pop song. So I feel like almost like the Backstreet Boys have better songs, but NSYNC. Like Spawn, Justin Timberlake, who's pretty rad. So, but I mean, that's Justin Timberlake. That's not in sync. I don't know. I don't care. Moving on, man. <laughs> Oligopolistic asks three button or six button Genesis controller, and I'm. Gonna Why go. would you need a three button? I'm going with three button. Why? Why? I, I here's I do not like the six button Genesis controller because I find it confusing. Um, How do you find it confusing? I mean, first of all, it does everything the three button does. You just ignore the top row of buttons if you so wish. Right, right, right. No, I understand. Um, I mean, some games use uh, the other buttons, but well, yeah. Well, I guess the case. I guess the question is then: if you're just ignoring the buttons, why would you have that? Why would you have all those extra buttons on there if you're just going to ignore them? Because they're awesome looking. No, they're not. Um, <laughs> I just don't think the layout is. Um, it just doesn't feel right. Not for, I mean, that's fine for an arcade cabinet where you can put your fingertips down. I think under your thumb, though, there's just, just too many buttons. Um, the N64 controller, like Nintendo did that right, because that's technically a six-button controller. Yeah. It, a lot of people don't think of it that way because the six buttons are different shapes and sizes and colors. But, um, you know, you have B and A and the C buttons, and if you look at them, they're lined up like a six-button controller. But, I mean, that's what makes that a little bit easier to swallow. You have the B and A, which are two different colors and they're bigger than the C buttons and the C buttons are small and they're labeled a, a different way. So it's still a six button controller, but there's a better feel to those buttons. You can, you can better feel those under your thumb. Whereas I feel like the Genesis is just a, just a, just six buttons just kind of tossed on top of there. And it, to, to me, it just doesn't feel right. I mean, same thing with the Saturn. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Man, I try to use my Saturn controllers for like everything 2d that I can. Um, so I, I love, I, I love the six buttons. Okay. Uh, for me, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just too much of a mass of crap underneath my thumb. I don't, I don't like it. Um, uh, I, <clears throat> I, I mean, like in, like in Marvel versus Capcom, like when you have to go through a little combo, like it just feels really good for me to go, uh, X, A, Y, B, Z, C in a, in succession. I don't, it, I get like a little rocking motion with my thumb going, I don't know. All right. I like it. That's cool. Uh, Ryan J asks, uh, you all play that eShop game, uh, Yumi's Odd Odyssey yet? I'm sure you already know, but it's the localized title for Sayonara Umihara Kawase. I saw some people yammering about it when I got an English release, so I decided to finally actually sink some time into my Japanese copy. I'm loving the heck out of it. I'm not surprised since the first two games are probably among my favorites, but yeah, you should throw dollars at this. Um, no, because I actually have Sayonara Umihara Kawase. I, I bought it last time I was in Japan for like $12. And so, uh, um, I mean, it's a 3DS game. I have a Japanese 3DS, so that's all good. And then Yumi's Odd Odyssey came out, and I'm like, well, I want to support this. I mean, I already own the game. I mean, you don't even need any Japanese skills to play the Japanese version. It's a pretty uh, straightforward game. It's um, it's uh, platforming with um, – it's a grappling hook, but it's a fishing line, and there's a lot of physics involved. And it's it's pretty fun. It can be pretty tricky, too. It's like a puzzle platformer, really. Um, but I wanted to support the the localization 
of it. I wanted to, you know, like, good job, Natsume, for, for bringing this over. But it's it's a full price game, like it's a full thirty dollars, and it's not it's not even to say that it's not worth it because it's a great game. The problem is I already I already own it. And I just can't see spending more than double what I already paid for the physical release of it just to be supportive of the localization. I just it's not mm, can't do it. Yeah, I try to do physical whenever I can. So when I when if I buy the game, if I buy the game, I guess I'm gonna import it. Yeah, I mean, it's in Japan, it's like dirt cheap. It's everywhere and it's dirt cheap. So, so now I, I'm checking eBay prices right now just for the hell of it. All right. So, I have played the game, but I have not played the localized version. I, I'm, I'm, maybe if it goes on sale or something, but Mark, Mark asked. Hey, eBay has it for way too much. Well, how much? Uh, like around 30 bucks. <laughs> What's the fucking point? Nah, this is. This, Man, someone's someone's making a mint on that. Is that new or used? Uh, used? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'll have to check Yahoo Auctions later. Yeah, you have to check Yahoo Auctions. No, it's a great game, and I really recommend it. I mean, if you... See, the problem with a game like that is that it's a unique concept, and you can tell someone that it's a great, unique concept, right? And they, they might even believe you, but that doesn't mean they want to sink $30 to figure it out that barrier of entry just might be just a little too high for them mm-hmm. and i can understand that but it is a great game It'd be helpful if there was a demo for it though um mark asks uh any guesses to what the secret renegade kid kickstarter campaign will be uh yeah renegade kid said that they're going to be doing a kickstarter for a console game uh-huh. and i and i do not know i couldn't say hmm They've been doing some pretty good stuff lately. They just... I didn't even know they were doing a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jules talked about it a little bit on on Twitter. Um, but they really haven't been raving about it. So it's going to be revealed soon, I think, or something. I don't know. So we'll see what it is. But I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing what it's going to be. I wanted to put out Colt County. They announced that, and they're like, just kidding. We're doing Moon. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what what did happen to Cold County? I don't know. It was supposed to be like this episodic, you know, horror first person game. Yeah. And I was even talking to Jules. I'm like, is there going to be an online component? He's like, well, you know, it's, no, it's, it's story driven. It's episodic. And I'm like, how about a multiplayer episode? He's like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember they had a couple screenshots. It didn't look all that hot. Um, well, that's because they tend to blow up. 3DS games do not look hot. Their screenshots look like garbage all the time because they blow it up. It's just 3DS is just not meant to be blown up like that. All right. I, I just remember not looking hot, and they said there was support for the uh, second analog stick. Yes, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said that there was support for basically all inputs, like the stylus, like whatever you wanted to do. But that, that's Renegade Kid. That's, that's the sort of thing they would do. Um, yeah, they have a lot of different shit. They have, like, the first-person shooters, and they have the ATV racing, and they have the 2D platformers and puzzle games, so who knows what the hell they're going to do. And they're all, they're all pretty good games. Um, Moon frustrates the shit out of me, which I've already gone over, but uh, they, they, you know, they put a lot of love into their games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, did any of you guys play The Flying Hamster? Yeah, it's, it's a shoot 'em up where you're a hamster flying. Um, it's, I think it's on iOS, and I also think it's a PSP Mini. Uh, it could be on computer too. I don't know. It, I didn't find it to be all that remarkable. I guess. 
Uh, the developer Game Atelier, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, is about to launch a Kickstarter campaign for Flying Hamster 2, Night of the Golden Sea, which is now a side-scrolling action RPG. That's that's a weird genre change. <laughs> um, also, congratulations to Seth for finally getting a non-crushed TMNT box copy. You got the, Yeah, you got that TMNT for Game Boy Advance, and it's intact. I am. It only took a month of waiting for one to show up on eBay. So, so, so uh, why? Wh- so, what is it? Is this game like really, really good? I haven't. I barely got it a few days ago. I haven't played it yet. But it's basically like from videos and screenshots I've seen. It basically looks like Sp- Scott Pilgrim versus the World, but with Ninja Turtles. Huh? Is it expensive to get a box copy? Uh, no, it's like well, it's like thirty-five bucks for this copy I, I got. Ah, uh, that's you know, that's it retained so, its value. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, loose copies are really cheap, though, so gotcha. if you just want the game. I don't do loose copies anymore. Yeah. Um, bu- 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 bump. Jippy says, I played recently Proteus and Dear Esther back-to-back. I was really impressed by Proteus and how it delivered its story by the exploration of the player. I was not as convinced by Dear Esther, but I f- uh, but find it interesting in its own way. Um, yeah, I mean, Dear Esther came before, like, Gone Home and Proteus, so, I mean, it's sort of like a baby step in terms of, like, you know, interactive narratives in that sense. So, I mean, no, I mean, you just got to give it, I mean, it might be clumsier, but, I mean, it, it came before all these other games. So, I mean, you know, you got to keep that in mind. I mean, Dear Esther's oh. not my thing either, to be honest, but. I, like, Dear Esther was whatever, because literally, like, people who are joking, it's just a walking simulator. They're kind of right. You They're kind of like right, nar- yeah. You get a narrative, and there's some metaphorical shit going on. Um, but, God, if you love caves, then buy Dear Esther, because... The caves in this game are fucking beautiful. And yeah. I love caves. There's I not, love caves. There are nice caves in Dear Esther. Um, do you think this debate of quote-unquote video game or not is relevant for games like these and Gone Home, for example? Do I think... No, it's not relevant. In fact, I hate when people have this... They're, they're, they're games. The end. The problem is everyone has sort of like assumed that a, a, a quote-unquote game is... Um, has a particular kind of structure where you're scoring points or you're progressing or you're gaining levels or whatever, you're shooting things dead or, I mean, you know, we have like this traditional outlook on what's a game. And if that's the only way you're going to look at what's a game, I mean, this you're holding back the medium period. What? Uh, I mean, like nobody complains about calling visual novels games or anything like that, but do we just need like a, a genre name for these types of games? Well, I mean, well, I mean, it's fine to have a genre name for them, but we're making distinctions. Of was there, the, the problem is might even be the vernacular calling the calling video games video games. Mm. You know, um, I mean, people when you say game, people expect, like I said, high scores, progression, leveling up, whatever. Um, and I mean, even like a game like Gone Home. Gone Home actually does have some video game tropes. They're very light. Um, you know, some very light puzzle solving and stuff like that, but it's, um, it's not a traditional game. Uh, Proteus definitely isn't. There's no goal or direction or anything. It's just, it starts, you experience it and it ends and it's terrific. And I have no problem calling that a game because we we, we just cannot box in what a game is. I really feel like we need a name for like that type of game though, like that type of genre. Interactive experience, like uh, interactive storytelling. I mean, I don't know, but I, I mean, I, I just, I don't. I, feel I mean, I have, no, I have no problem calling it a video game. Right. I just, I, they're just sort of... Uh, but this is, right. this is sort of an, an emergent kind of uh, game genre, and it is really hard to classify uh, in that regard. 
but I, I don't I don't like this discussion whether it's a video game or not. It absolutely is a, a game. In insofar as what we use the term for, um, may, maybe the problem is the fact that we call these things games in the first place. But I mean, I hate when people say like the Wii U, Nintendo's holding the industry back because they only have two gigs of RAM. Fuck you, man! Like you when like when when your narrow viewpoint of what a game is. Like is you think that should be the norm? Like that's what's holding shit back. Not not fucking RAM, man. All right. I mean, that's how. That's how. I, mean, I feel very strongly about that too. I I can tell. <laughs> uh, but no, I mostly agree with you. I don't. I don't care. Like, I don't care if people call them games or not. You know. Well, I don't. Uh, but, but the problem is, it's not that the, whether they call them games or not. It's that they're trying to segment them and and also and and sort of like. Um, make them lesser. That's the thing. Like going home. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, like it's yeah, it's it's not a it's not a full real thing. Like I think I think it's as valid as any other type of game that's out there. Right, 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 right. But I think a lot of people making this distinction are making this distinction to uh, you know make the games like Proteus or Dear Esther or Gone Home appear less valuable. Because they, they feel think, like they're less I, valuable. Like, oh, where's I, the online multiplayer and gone home? Why can't I, you know, run around this? I, I think they're they're incredibly valuable, especially especially for branching out the the just what video games can be. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think that's why saying, oh, they're not games. Arguing over vernacular is stupid. I think we can all agree about that. But like when you say that, you're lessening the the relevance of these games and their contributions to the medium. And so, for the sake of argument. Just call them games. It's what they are. And they've been very valuable to the medium. Let's just leave it at that. Comic Book Guy says, Hey guys, great to see that you are out of hiatus. I'm in high school right now, and it's been going better than I imagined it would. But I must say, I've had a steady loss of interest in video games as of late, and I'm not sure if it's due to my still not purchasing of a next-gen console or my newfound social life that I've just lost interest in it was coming out in the future. None of it seems appealing to me except for a few select titles, mainly just Batman and Destiny, but only a few titles don't seem like enough motivation motivation to buy a $400 machine. I'm obviously not the only one faced with this decision due to the sales of both consoles, but I was wondering if any of you guys have ever felt this way. Thank you. Well, I think you and I both wax and wane when it comes to how much we play or how much we're buying, but I don't think I've ever completely dropped off. Um, no, me neither. You know, there are periods where I play and buy less than other periods, but video games to me are still something that I very much enjoy and they're a big part of my life. So, um, I, I, I never go through, I never go through a period where I, I lose complete interest. It's just, maybe I have, I'm busy with other things like uh, comic book guy is a social life or whatever, where I can't get in as much gaming time as I'd like, but that doesn't mean that I've lost interest in it. I just may not, other things are taking priority. <laughs> Even when I have lulls in, in, in buying and playing, I still read about them. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not thinking to myself, like, man, I'm just going to get rid of all these games or anything like that. Um, I know I'll I know I'm come back to them. And I know there's always be a bunch of games that I want to play eventually. So, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never had interest disappear completely. Gotcha. Yep. No, that's where I am. But I mean, that. Ha- I mean, this. I mean, maybe video games are just not his thing. Maybe he'll come back to them. I mean, that's just the way it goes for some people, you know. I mean, I hate the way like some people say like, "Oh, I've outgrown games." I don't think you outgrow games any more than you outgrow music or movies. I mean, you don't. 
outgrow those things. I think sometimes like you might outgrow the current state of the industry because it's in many ways kind of stagnant. And in which case you might need to dig a little harder to find something that's relevant or interesting to you, more challenging to you because you're, you're playing the same thing over and over again. So like, you know, if you're reading the same genre of book or watching the same Adam Sandler movies over and over again, you're going to get bored. You're going to want something that's more challenging. I mean, your brain's just going to want that. So that might be it. So, I mean, if you're feeling like, you know, you're losing interest, maybe you really are, but maybe it has to do with what you're playing and what's out there. You know, maybe dig a little deeper and find something a bit different. That might help. Uh, Noah says, hi, ah, what's up, home skillet bitches? Have any of you fine gentlemen heard of slash read the book Ready Player One? I've heard of it, but I have not read it. I have not either of those things. All right, easy enough. Um, clock, <laughs> clock blockers says I might be trapped in a cycle of replaying games I've already beaten. Does this ever happen to you guys? No, because I have so many games and I tend to buy new games and I just, I, I don't often, I come back to games I really enjoy, but I, I don't get into contest cycle just finishing them over and over. Not since, not since I was a kid. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Where the games were fewer and far Yeah, between. like, fuck, I played through my Super Nintendo and Genesis libraries probably, like, 50 times each game, so. Uh, but, yeah, no. Now that I have money and shit and less time, no. Yeah. No cycles. Uh, Clockblockers also says, I was trying to kill the obnoxious kids in Fallout 3 and later find out that they are immortal. I'm also sort of interested in the new South Park game, which is most likely featuring violence against little pixel children. What are your thoughts on fighting children, and do you think Fallout 3 would have gotten banned with that as a component? It probably wouldn't have been banned. Um, it might have been in some countries. Well, okay, fair enough, yeah. That's a good point. Maybe Germany or something. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I would have to think about that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good idea to have that in a game. But, I mean, like in Fable, you can't kill children. I mean, that's, that's the same thing there, too. You can't, you can't kill children in Fable. Um, but I guess I don't I, even, I don't even know, man. That's a weird question. I've never even really thought about right, it. Right. That's such a, yeah. When you can go around slaughtering anyone else, what's the difference between fake children? But even when I play those types of types of games, I don't like try to kill anybody. No, no, no. Me neither. Need to be killed. Right. So I, right. Exactly. I never even tried to kill it. I, I played through Fallout 3. I never tried to shoot any kids in the game. No, nah, me neither. Um, Huh. Yeah, the only kid I can remember really is that sheriff's son in the uh, in the in the town with the big atomic bomb in the middle of it. Yeah, Megaton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I never tried to kill him. No, nope, me neither. No, I never. Stop trying to kill kids, Clockblock. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't try to kill the kids, and I, I don't know. That's that's a. Uh, I don't. I don't know what kind of. Thing I, I, have on I that. think. I think the problem is, on on the one hand, I would not be disturbed if that was an option, but at the same time, I don't think it it would be a good option. Right. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. I think that's the closest thing I can come to an answer myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan says, "Hey, dudes, this is much of a question, more of a talking point, which is absolutely fine." because it gives us more content for this anemic podcast. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this barrage of Persona stuff lately? I've recently gotten super into Persona 4 Golden after thinking I hated it for the first few hours. Yeah, because you don't do anything for the first few hours. Yeah. Uh, now I'm pumped about Q5 and Dancing All Night. I find myself constantly humming songs from the game because they are so damn infectious. So I might be most excited for Dancing All Night if he uses music from the games, which I'm pretty sure it does. 
Um, anyways, I know Craig might be the only one who has a response, but Seth and Chris play Persona 4 Golden. It is so damn good. Sorry, this is long way to keep up the awesome. You have to play Persona 4, dude. I know, I know you're a stickler for sequential, sequentially playing games. It doesn't matter. You're, you really are depriving yourself with that being a sick. I know, I'm serious. You're really depriving yourself of a, of a game I think you would really enjoy. By be, by sticking to the sequential thing that you're never going to play the first Persona, so I don't even know why you're sticking. I almost to- I almost played it once. I came, I came really close to starting it up, but then I didn't. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Maybe I'll skip to four. I'm gonna. I don't have a Vita yet, so. Well, I mean, it's also on PS2. Yeah, I can buy a PS2 copy, I guess. But P4G has new battle music, which is like make make history. Oh my god, it's so good. Such a great track. Yeah, I, I love Shoji Meguro's music. I love the Persona tunes. Um, so I understand where he's coming from when he's saying he's looking forward to Dancing All Night. For those that don't know, Dancing All Night is a, a Vita uh, Persona game. It's a rhythm music game, uh, Persona characters. Of course, there's Persona 5 that's coming to PlayStation 3, and then Persona Q, which is coming to the 3DS, which is a first-person dungeon crawler with Persona characters. It looks like Etrian Odyssey Persona version. Um, actually, it is. Uh, that's basically what it is. I think uh, members of the Etrian Odyssey team are working on it. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but at any rate, I'm looking forward to all of them. I love that they're all different. I mean, of course, there's also the new fighting game, too, which has was, was a mega suplex ultra hold or whatever the fuck it's called. The new Persona 4 Arena. Um, so I'm excited. I think it's I think it's great. I think I love that they're all different, and I'm looking forward to all of them. And I, I also find the music infectious. I love Persona 4's music. I love uh, Make History, the battle theme. I love... One of my favorites is Backside of the TV, which is... Um, the music that plays when you're like in the hub when you go inside the TV, oh, it's so good. Um, <clears throat> What's the other one? Heartbreak, heartbreak. That's fantastic. Just so much good music in that game. And um, but so I'm looking forward to dancing all night. Of course, I'm looking forward to Persona Five. Always looking forward to new number title. And uh, Q first person dungeon crawlers are not my thing. We know this, but of course I'm going to pick it up. Of course. <laughs> Uh, well, the thing is, like, a lot of the Shin Megami Tensei games are first-person dungeon crawlers. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, play P4G, or at least Persona 4. All right. I'll think about it. All right. You'll enjoy it, I promise. And finally, Michael says, are you guys planning on doing a podcast talking about your favorite games of 2013? I know it's going to be April next time you guys record, but I'd like to hear your favorites of last year. I, you know, that's something I still want to do, too. That required effort on your part, Seth, but... <laughs> It's not that much effort. No. I, I, you know, I wish I compiled the list or something. Now I'm going to have to go back and, like, look at what came I, out. I, I keep my backlogery, like, super up to date, so I'd easy be able to go glance through. Yeah, I need to go back. I need to do that with my backlogery because I haven't updated it in probably over a year. Oh, you're fucked, dude. I am fucked. Well, I go through and watch my collection update videos is what I do. When I'm like, <laughs> and then I That's write down. to do it. Yeah, and I write down the game. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um... Yeah, we can do that. I mean, I think in a couple of episodes, it might not be something we do next week because that's a little soon. But you want you want to plan on doing it in two weeks? Episode after next? I could do it next week if you want. All right, let's do it next week. And Chris better not fucking hide and shit at Crate and Barrel. He's going to be in on this. <laughs> and um, we will talk about our favorite games of 2013 next episode. So that's it for the mailbag. Again, if you want to get involved, please get involved. We'd love to hear from you. TVMLS.net. Um, let's talk about some games we've been playing lately. Seth, you want to start us off? I don't want to, but I will. 
<laughs> smart ass son of a bitch. And I, like the only the only uh, really new game I've been playing is, and it's not even new; it's a five year old game. Is um, Batman Arkham Asylum? Oh, is this your first time playing Arkham Asylum? It is. Oh, I'm excited. What do you What do you think of it? I am liking it a lot. It's fantastic. I mean, it takes tons of cues from from the Metroid games, yes. but very much in its own like Batman universe. It doesn't feel like really; it feels like Batman, right? Um, it's uh, like just just the way everything is uh, designed and laid out. Uh, obviously, you have to like find new upgrades to progress through the levels, but everything feels very fluid and natural. Uh, it feels like you're actually going through these uh, insane asylums and mansions and and grounds of of the arkham prison um the voice acting is really good it's mostly voiced by uh members who did the the 90s cartoon um just the feel just the batman feel just being a badass just being batman and kicking kicking ass everything feels really good in this game um i can't really even think of like the only complaints i have is that i hate the way people look in this game because they look like they're made of plastic or something that's probably the Unreal. It's probably running on Unreal. It, it's, it's, it is. There's a huge Unreal engine thing that pops up. And also a little frustrating is that there's like all these spots throughout. There's like these Riddler challenges. You could like find doodads and, yeah, and secret trophies. things and yeah. everything. And there's like tons of areas that I could see where I need to get uh, to, but I don't have like the, the correct power up yet to get to it. Um, for example, there's like all these... There's these bombable walls, and right now I have, like, bat foam that I could, like, spray on a wall and explode it. But there's a bunch of ones that are, like, high up, like, either up on walls or on ceilings or something. And I know I need some sort of, like, projectile projectile explosive to get to these things. And they're just fucking everywhere, and I can't get to them yet. <laughs> so that's kind of, like, driving me up the wall. Um, have I had a, I don't even can't think of a lot of boss fight. I, like, the only boss fight I've done is Killer Croc. And that was, I hated that boss fight. That was the worst fucking... That, oh, wait, wait, no, no, it wasn't if you killed Croc. No, don't even tell me, because I'm not there yet. I know okay. he's on the loose. It was Bane. I fought Bane. I fought Bane. Okay. No, Killer Croc... Okay, I won't talk about it, but, like, I hated I, I've the heard. Croc. I've heard everybody who I've heard talk about the Killer Croc section, section says they hate it, and that's all I know about it. Yeah, there are two things I don't... that I don't care for about the game. The game is wonderful. I think it's fantastic. Um... But I didn't like, number one, the Killer Croc segment. It sucks. Mm. Um, and number two, that you have to um, spend so much time in detective vision. Uh, that's the other thing. Yeah, like you don't get to really appreciate the look of the game. Like I think like 60% of the game I've seen like just everything like with a blue tint and everything yeah, or- skeleton. Yeah, orange and, orange and blue and shit. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean for those that haven't played the game, I mean detective vision is like – X-ray. I mean, it, it it changes the tint of the world and it points out areas of interest. And you're going to want to spend basically all your time in it because you want to see these things. Yeah, and, you could see like enemies behind walls. You could uh, follow like trails that you need to follow to progress the story. You could uh, see like vents and hidden doodads and stuff like that. So you, yeah, you want to spend all your time in there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the game isn't. I mean, the Unreal Engine's kind of bad, but. You know, like you said, the characters don't look so hot, but the environments are kind of suitably creepy and moody. But mm-hmm. you're never going to tell because you're in Detective Vision for so so often in the game. So yeah, Killer Croc and Detective Vision were my two big complaints. But otherwise, like just how the level design is interconnected, and as you said, in a very Metroid-like way, I loved mm-hmm. it to the point where like I own Arkham City, and I've never played it. And I don't want to because I feel like having an open world would have would just not be what I'm. 
looking for. Also, the scarecrow parts. I've hit two scarecrow parts so far. I don't know if there's more, but they're so fucking good. Those are good, yep. It, like, just starts morphing the entire sort of levels around you, and everything starts changing, and then there's, like, this whole 2D platforming sections, and it's it, it's neat. It's and it's neat. sort of, like, stealthy. You kind of have to, like, hide yeah. from him. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. No, there's a lot. There's a lot. Of, I almost want to replay that, I think. I mean, it's just it was just a really tightly made game. It was just very surprising. But then when I heard that, I got Arkham City for, like, dirt cheap. I said, oh, okay, maybe I'll play this eventually, but... Like, it's just, I can't bring myself to do it because I, I just loved Arkham Asylum's, you know, I prefer games that are, I don't know how to describe them, but, like, intentionally designed as opposed to, like, here's an open world and here's, like, all these customization options. I feel like the game the game is just sort of dumping out a box of, like, Tinker Toys and asking me to assemble it myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to play something that someone else assembled. I don't want to, like, you know, go through an open world game. It's just, I don't know. They're not as tightly designed. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying completely. Um, but I didn't know Arkham City was that much open. I was planning on playing that next. I'm still going to, but... I'll eventually get to it, but man, I just love the asylum so much, I just feel like Arkham City would just, like, disappoint me, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I just want to have the good memories. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm loving this game so far. I'm, I don't know, like, halfway through, probably. But, I, I, also, I just love exploring the environments, just trying to find, like, all the little secrets. It's just, like, these, uh... Amadeus Arkham, like, journal entries that you can hear, read, or listen to about, like, the founding of, of the Arkham prison and all that stuff like that. Just finding stuff like that, strewn through the uh, through the environments, yeah. I think, help, helps with exploration. It gives you something to, uh, gives you reason to explore your environments. Yep. But, no, it, it's uh, it's really good so far. Liking it. Awesome. Um, what else am I playing, though? I, I beat Yoshi Topsy Turvy. That game got kind of worse? I, I, know, think, I like, never finished it, so I couldn't say. I, I hit a part in the game that I feel was completely broken. <laughs> um, there's one of the levels, because uh, I, I mentioned last time that you have to like complete specific goals in the levels. One of the levels, you have to kill a certain amount of enemies and get to the uh, beat the level under a certain amount of time. And there's this one section where... All right, picture this. There's a wrecking ball hanging in the middle of the level. Underneath the wrecking ball is like a half pipe where the wrecking ball would like swoop through perfectly. And above the wrecking ball is a half pipe in the exact same way. And as you're like rocking the 3DS back and forth, there's these Raphael Ravens walking above on the ceiling in the half pipe and below in the half pipe. As you swing it back and forth, you kill these Raphael Ravens um, below you. And as you start rocking it back and forth, you get eventually get the wrecking ball... Um, up above in the half pipe above the wrecking ball, but the there's no hit detection. Like the wrecking ball, like goes right through these through these ravens, so you can't kill them. But you have to kill them because you got to kill like a certain amount under a certain amount of time. And like every once in a while, it'll, it'll hit one maybe, but for some reason the other four will still not get hit. So it's just like straight up broken in that section. Actually, you had to like end up like doing a thing where I had to like tilt the whole thing sideways sort of stand on a wall and jump and hope I could eat some of the ravens away under the time limit but it was it was ridiculous and at that point I went and was like who the fuck like tested this game <laughs> so uh, and then I, I finished the game and I was very underwhelmed and I was like fuck eh. so eh, it's not like I said it has some neat ideas but the level design just isn't there to like it just doesn't feel good. It just—it's it, just they had ideas. They threw a bunch of ideas into levels and didn't like worry about actually making anything like fun. Yeah, is what I feel like. 
it's sort of like a, a a tech demo for motion controls. Yeah, and then they just kept making it for some reason. <laughs> Even though there wasn't enough to support it. Um, also, I've been playing a lot of fluidity, fluidity spin cycle. Okay, um, I, I want to get back to that. I was in, I was enjoying that. I didn't play the original though. Yeah, the, the original is a Metroid game. It's a Metroid game with water. Right, right. I understand that they're different. Yeah, it's very this one. You got to get through. And, and and first, I hated that. And the original so was on WiiWare for. Yeah, it was yeah. WiiWare. Um, so I actually like hated spin cycle when I first started playing it. But I needed a new bathroom game, so I was like, "Oh, whatever." I'll start to start playing uh, fluidity again. Which I, and I'm further in it now, and I'm actually enjoying it more. The level design's really tight. Um, there are levels where you have to rotate the entire 3ds, or so I thought, because like mm, it's called spin cycle because you could like spin the entire system in 360. You could like go up on the ceilings and stuff like that instead of just tilting around the levels. Um, in the original WiiWare game, you could only tilt left and right and yeah. to move the water around. Um, and when it shows you, when it explains, uh, when it explains moving in 360s, it like shows the hands like spinning the entire 3DS around. You don't need to do that. You could just like lean forward and like tilt the 3DS like upside down without spinning it. So that actually made the game a lot more playable for me because you don't have to like start holding your 3ds like in dumb upside down position you could just hold it like you normally hold it and just lean the entire system forward and downwards you know mm. so uh once i got that going i don't i just started the game just felt a lot better to me so was, um so getting like time trials you got to get a certain amount of droplets got to try to beat the level under a certain amount of time and then you got to rescue a rainbow drop or whatever it actually gets pretty fun trying to uh complete those and get a five-star ranking on each of the levels. So I'm enjoying it. Right on. Um, yep. Uh, other than that, I haven't been playing much. So on to you. All right. Um, I, uh, I've been playing a lot of the games that I've been talking about already. Like I've been playing more Titanfall, which I love. I, I, I have not been so enamored with a shooter since Gears of War. It, I, I absolutely love Titanfall. Um, and I also been playing more Yoshi's New Island, which um, I, <laughs> it's, I know, I know you left. It's it's just so hard to describe because it's like there's just no way you can that any Yoshi game is going to live up to the original. The original, like I said, was lightning in a bottle. It was like an accident. Like Miyamoto made that art style out of spite. You, you know that, yeah. You know, yeah. What happened was originally Yoshi's Island had Super Mario World graphics, and people at Nintendo were like, "Nah, dude, you gotta make it this look like Donkey Kong Country. That's what's in pre-rendered graphics." Me and I was like, "Fuck you!" And so I made it look like a child drew it. <laughs> uh, it's such a good art style, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's why that art style came about. There's like no pre-rendered. There's the hand-drawn style, and then there's the fucking po- straight-up polygons in the game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he went like the complete opposite. He's like, I'm fucking Miyamoto. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, that's what really led to that, that famous quote where he said like Donkey Kong country proves that people will put up mediocre gameplay as long as the art is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, he was, he was, he was upset. Um, but, uh, that, like, like I said, I think I said last episode, that was lightning in a bottle. You're never going to recapture that. And you can make the argument that like, then maybe you should just, shouldn't make sequels, but I find the sequels pleasant enough. I mean, it's just never going to live up to that original, but I liked Yoshi's Island DS, and I'm liking this game. I'm not blasting through it. Like, I'm playing with just a few levels here and there, 
but I find it like a pleasant little like I don't know dessert or whatever. Does that does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how sort of how I'm playing through um, fluidity. Right, right. So like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when you're when you're talking about it. Um, the only thing I don't like are the well, I shouldn't say don't. The transformation areas are really annoying because they all use gyro controls. Mm-hmm. So you're tilting like I forgot what what was I was like a summer I was either a submarine I think I was a submarine that was absurd because you had to like tilt the 3ds to like 90 degree angles like yeah. I would have to like tilt it like vertically and I'm like this is stupid why can't I use you? it was really stupid like that that's the only part I really don't like like some of them are just sort of benign using them using the motion controls. But I just don't think that's – they're really annoying. They really shouldn't – they shouldn't be in there for those transformation sequences. Um, but uh, no, otherwise there's – I can't say overwhelmingly positive things, but there's nothing really negative. It's just a pleasant little game. That's it. That's all it is. I, I know you were making fun of me playing a game sequentially with the whole Persona thing. Uh, the funny thing is I'm playing through all these Yoshi games because I, I'm working my way up to New Island. I do plan on, on buying and playing that game even though – I, I don't know how I feel about it. So Yoshi's Island DS is next for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've played it before, but I never beat it. I plan on playing it through this time. Did you enjoy it when you played it originally? I didn't hate it. I did. I I found some enjoyment in it. Yeah. So I, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. I mean, I, you're probably going to feel the same way about New Island as well. I think it, it's just it's just the way it is. Everyone's going to try to hold these games up to the original. You can't. You just can't. To be fair, I think maybe putting a higher profile developer on the games could uh, maybe, but I just I just don't know what you could do to differentiate them enough. Like DS had the different babies, that was yeah. a pretty cool idea. I don't know what I just don't know what else you could do. Yeah, I don't know either. No, well. but I'm not a fucking famous game developer, so I don't know. Yeah, so that's, I don't why, know. that's why you got to put somebody on it. Got to put like fucking EAD. EAD Tokyo on it or something. They'll think of something. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think. Yoshi game though. What's that? I don't want them wasting their time. On <laughs> <laughs> um, I played some Kirby Epic Yarn last night with my girlfriend. That's that's a perfect uh, like uh, girlfriend game, I think. Um, because number one, you can't die. I mean, you just lose the damn beads or whatever. But I mean, and then you yell at her and go, "Damn it, we didn't fill up the bead bar." I didn't, no, I didn't yell at her. <laughs> oh, right. I don't do that. She, um, there's that, where's it? It's pretty early on. It's in, it's in, it's in the, the first world. One of the levels, like, you turn the UFO and all those damn bees come out, man. Just, just kept getting fucked up, dropping bees everywhere. <laughs> Fucking bees. I, I haven't played that game in a while. I only made it up to maybe the second or third world. The game is too easy for me, dude. I know you're like, ah, it's still going to be fun, whatever. But no, nah, that game's too easy for that's me. That's fine. That's, that's how you feel. I like it. Um, but it's also great. I think what's really neat about it in co-op is like the way they thought about how the two characters interact with each other where mm-hmm. um, you can you can use each other. So like you can stand, one person, can, one character can stand on top of the other and then the bottom character can jump and then the character on top can then jump off that. So you can sort of work cooperatively but at the same time, um, you can occupy the same space. So if you're on the same platform, like you can overlap each other. So you're not like fighting for a foothold. Isn't isn't there? Aren't there transformations where it's been a while? But is, I remember like a big robot or something. The, the first, the first, yep, the, the big robot was the first transformation. 
And yeah, like one person like shoots or and aims or something. The other person moves, something like that. Um, player that one, player one aims and moves, and it, like aims like rockets by tilting and shoots mm-hmm. them. And player two can shoot and control the fist, okay. like a rocket fist. So. Yeah, so I did play co-op, so yeah, I remember a couple of the cool things like that. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's just the perfect game to play. Just just kill some time with with someone um, because it's not overly challenging. It's fun, and I just I, like to me like that that occupying the same space thing is just a really uh, cool idea because like you know when you're playing a co-op platformer, sometimes it can get hectic. And then, you know, you're playing, like, New Super Mario Bros. You bounce on each other, you die. That, the fucking, the bouncing is what gets me in that, like, you just, like, collide and you... Right. You, you uh. So in this game, while you can touch each other with that sort of jump boost thing I was talking about, you can also occupy the same space on a platform. So mm-hmm. it, it's, to me, like, it feels really well thought out. Um, yeah, I like it. Like, I've, I mean, I finished the game before, but I really enjoy the game. I like Kirby's Epic Yarn a lot. I like I like everything about it. I like the like the cleverness of using you know the yarn and the levels to to change them. You unzip things, you pull things across to each other. Uh, ga- bridge gaps, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love. I just I just wish it was harder. I just wish it was harder because <laughs> uh, I mean it's not it's not like Starfy levels of. Oh my god, yeah. I can't I can't even easy and mundane. Right. That's the thing. Like it's easy and interesting. Yeah. But Starfy's just easy and boring. I like I literally thought like I I don't even know. I was like, I'm just going down like this tunnel. What's going on in Starfy, man? And then the level was over, I'm like, oh, that was You did you never did anything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's why they only localized one of those games. Yep. Um, I, today I actually play, I popped in perfect dark zero. Are you, are you getting inspiration to paint a painting, Craig? Actually, I, I actually am working on a perfect dark zero painting. Yeah. I, I read that somewhere. And I, well, because I, I really like that character model of Joanna. I really like the, you know, she has, a, um, a nice, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a perf here, but like her, her form in that game is just nice and fit. Like she's not like. Like ridiculously busty or curvy, like she just looks like a nice fit woman. She has like a nice form, and I love that wild red hair. I just like the way Joanna looks in that game, and I love the opening sequence. I really that Bond esque opening sequence with that uh, the song. The song is I think it's called um, Glitter Girl, Evil Side, and um, I, I love that. And so I, I, I yeah, I am I am working on a painting that no one's going to buy. I'll put a print up and no one's gonna buy it. But I just, I just, I just want to get. I just really want to do it. You know. Yeah. Um. The, the, a lot of people don't like Perfect Dark Zero. I do. It's flawed. I know it's flawed. I don't think it's nearly as bad as some people make it out to be. But I do understand that it is flawed. Um. Some of the level design is kind of wonky. Uh. The controls are weird. You can adjust the sensitivity on the analog controls and and make them tolerable, but they're not as fluid as they should be. Um. But. That game just has a weird sense of style and charm that I just I really like. So unfortunately, it wasn't very perfect arc or perfect dark esque, which I think uh... no, it wasn't. And I think that's a product of if I had if I had to imagine that game went through three different platforms. It was GameCube, uh, uh, Xbox, and then 360. And meanwhile, a lot of people are coming and going from Rare. So mm-hmm. 
I'm sure that I'm sure that greatly affected development. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I only played I played a few hours of game in co op mode and I did not like it. Mm. That's fair. I mean, I understand why people don't care for it, but I really, I really do enjoy it. And I don't. A lot of people are very vitriolic about how bad it is, but I really don't. I really don't think it's that bad. I don't even think it's just that it was bad. I just felt it was so mediocre. Yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, and uh, finally, uh, I've been playing um, Final Fantasy X on the Vita, the HD remaster, and. Um, I liked 10 when I first played it, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't have any like nostalgia. I played it. I enjoyed it. I really didn't think much of it after that, but I'm playing it now again. And I'm, and I'm just, I'm realizing like how much I just really, really enjoy this game. Like I just completely forgotten. Like how, like I really, really like 10. I had, I just forgot that I liked it this much. Um, I love the characters. Uh, I love like, for, like, oh man, like this is gonna sound really corny, but like, like the first time like Titus and Yuna like look at each other, I mean, have you played the game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was actually the first uh, PS2 game I played through. Mm. The first time they, they look at each other, like on the beach, like at the like uh, over the fire, man. Like all the feels, all the feels. <laughs> I love it. Um, I like the battle system. It's it, a lot of it's very standard Final Fantasy turn based, but like the the idea of swapping people in and out is really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, and, and there are just multiple ways you can take advantage of that. I mean, obviously, like, there's the obvious ways where, like, okay, you don't have Waka in your party. And, oh, there's a flyer. So you swap Waka in and throw a Blitzball at him. Duh. But, I mean, you can also take advantage of other ways. So you have someone, you have something like, uh, you have, like, Riku in your party. And she's fast. And you have someone like, what's his name, Kamari. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not very fast. So, like, but he is, you know, he can do some damage. Yeah, he's buff. He's buff. So, like, you have Riku in your party. It's her turn. You swap her out for Kamari and then attack. Whereas if you just had Kamari in your party, he's he might go a little while before being able to do anything worthwhile. You know, so there's some strategy with the swapping, and I really I really like that. Now, a lot of times I just use Riku to to steal something off the uh, off the enemy and then swap her out. Yeah, yeah, and she gets experience and all that. The sphere grid <laughs> is really cool. Um, fuck Blitzball. Blitzball is the worst. Blitzball is the worst. And they make you, uh, nah, like when you have to do it. I'm like, I'm never playing Blitzball again, man. No. I know there's like some weapon that you could only get by like playing through fucking millions of games of Blitzball or something. I'm like, well, I'm never getting that weapon because fuck Blitzball. Fuck Blitzball. I think it's really cool, like, how thought out that like the game of Blitzball is. Not in terms of play mechanics because it's garbage, (laughs) but just like how it adds to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you could like go around and just recruit people out in the world for to your blitzball team or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just think that like the game itself seems really kind of cool and adds to the flavor of the world. No, but um, yeah, if I they just... actually made blitzball where like you could control a character within the sport or something. I think that would like make it playable for me. But right, that that whatever the <laughs> fuck they're nah pass. Yeah, I don't like blitzball, but man, I I I, I I'm just. I'm overjoyed to be playing this game again, and I didn't think I would be. I mean, obviously I bought it, and I wanted to play it, um, but I'm just overjoyed to be playing it. And one thing, it, it looks gorgeous on the Vita. Um, a lot of console adaptations that find their way to either the PSP or the Vita have a sort of washed-out look. Like, the textures have been, like, scrubbed down or eroded. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm pretty sure we've had this discussion before and, and Chris is familiar with that. And I'm, I mean, it's just, it's not a big deal. I'm not complaining. It's just a matter of taking something from, you know, powerful hardware and putting on lesser hardware. It's bound to happen. Um, but that's not the case with Final Fantasy X. Like Square Enix, like put in effort to make this look gorgeous on the Vita and it looks absolutely stunning. It looks terrific. Um, none of that washed out console adaptation look. It looks Maybe not quite like it was made for the Vita, but very close. Very close. It looks good. Um, my complaint uh, is that Ten Two is not on the game card. It's, it, it wasn't going to fit. And that's not a big deal. That, that, that didn't bother me. You have to download it. You get a download code uh-huh. for it. Um, the problem is is that it's a million-hour download. It's, it's like three-something three gigs. It's huge. And certain games on the Vita, I don't know why they do this. There aren't that many, but Final Fantasy X is one of them. It disables network features while you're playing the game. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why it does that. Does that mean you can't, like, download in the background? That's exactly what it means. That means I just bought this game, and I'm trying to download. I got two games of one. I'm trying to download the second one, and I can't download it while I'm playing the first one. (laughs) Like, I don't... Stupid. That sucks. It, it, it almost I, seems like random why certain games disable network features. I don't know. How far are you into the game right now? Oh, I'm not. I'm not very far. Where, where I'm trying to think. Um, where am I? I think. I think I was just. I just finished fighting Sin on the boat. Like early on. Okay. Yeah. Um, where you like harpoon him and then he's dropping spines on you and um, then you get knocked into a Tetis and walk ass to fight that weird octopus thing underwater. I think that's just, that that's was a couple hours, not very far. Mm-hmm. I, I remember my first and probably my only major roadblock with that game was fighting Seymour up on the uh, on the Ronso Mountain on the Snow Mountain. I think that's and- I think that was a roadblock for a lot of people. God, that fucking fight. He just starts zombifying everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you can't heal them. And then... Oh, no. Fuck. I almost stopped playing the game at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, right now, I was picturing... I was like, well, maybe I want to play replay this game. because I. And then I just remembered that part. And I went, fuck, I don't know if I want to go through that again. Yeah. But, I mean, I like that it's portable. I like that I can kind of, like... If, I, if I'm like, ah, fuck this, I just put it to sleep and you know, whatever, play it in my bed, kind of chip away at it, whatever. I mean, someone asked me on Twitter, like, why did you get this instead of the PS3 version? And I'm like, because I can play it wherever. Like, if I want, loves his portables. I man. do I do love my portables. I mean, that's, most people know that. But I mean, like, if I want to play it on a console, I can already do that because I already, own, I already <laughs> own it on a console. It's not HD, but whatever. If I still want to play it on a TV, I can play it on a TV. I want to play it, you know, like in bed or stretch out on the couch watching Netflix or whatever. So, um, you know, given the option without any, you know, major differences, I'm, I'm going to go uh, with the portable version. And like I said, it looks stunning. It looks fantastic. Like, you know, you have to, you have to download 10 too, but, you know, not, a, I mean, just do it when you go to bed, you know, just kick off the download and make sure you close out of 10. And <laughs> <laughs> just kick it off. So, um, no, nah, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm really thrilled to be playing the game again. I really like it. You know, it's interesting, though, is that people drew parallels to that. I didn't think about this when the game came out. People drew parallels between 10 and 13, you know, because 13 is, like, really linear. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and actually, so is 10. 
But I never thought about that when I first played 10. But I think there's some distinct differences. Like, it's it's sort of, you know, illusionary, but... Um, Ten makes it feel like less linear, where you know there's 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 a bit of exploration, and there are you do go to different towns, and you know you don't really have too much agency over where you're going, but you have just enough to make it not feel as linear as it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas thirteen feels linear, you know. Yeah, I only played a couple of hours of thirteen, but it definitely felt a lot more linear than 10 and but like you said 10 is really linear i mean there's not really an overworld no no 10 actually is quite linear. i never thought about that when i was originally playing it because it, it gives you i think it just like i said it might be all just an illusion it might be all just smoke and mirrors but it doesn't feel as linear as 13, 13 is like here's a hallway run down it yeah i mean like the hallways are prettied up and decorated and large like even that uh that giant field you uh come to it's there's not much to it. I mean, it's basically a path straight to the mountain area yeah. with a little side area for where I guess the monster battle arena is, I think, down there and there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's not a lot to it, but it just feels a lot more open. Right. Exactly. So I, I, it's, just the, it's just the feeling. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not necessarily more open. It just feels that it is. And that's, and that's enough for me to draw the distinction, I guess. But uh-huh. really, really, really digging it. Um. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I've been playing. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add for this episode? Nope. Me neither. So, um, I want to thank Fuck every- everybody. I mean, thank everybody. I know. <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. Seth might not because he's an angry, but no. I'm grateful. He's just a mean, crotchety person. No, that no. doesn't sound right. No, no, it probably doesn't. But um, I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, you guys take it easy. Peace.